Hello, pod friends. This is Chris Zervis, your host of Third Times Me. For any new listeners, hello. Thank you for joining. I'm super happy that you stumbled your way to my podcast. I would love to hear from you. Please add me on Instagram at Chris Zervis, K R I S Z E R V A S. Shoot me a DM, follow me, comment on recent posts. Um, I also have my email. I would love to hear from you guys. I'm actually in the works of getting together an email newsletter. So stay tuned for that. It's a creative project I have on my to-do list. But if you would feel so inclined and like to shoot me an email and contact me directly that way, my email is chris at thirdtimesme.com. So please do reach out, say hello, let me know where you're coming from. And If you have stories to tell, um, if you're willing to open up and share what's going on in your life, I would love to hear from you. I've been very inspired and very excited by the amount of organic connections I've made through this podcast. I've had a lot of people actually reaching out to me and have been sharing their stories and just being so open and vulnerable about things that have happened to them in their life and things that they've heard on the show that resonated with them and made them want to open up and talk about it. And it was validating for them. And that really is what the show is about. Providing validation to people out there that are going through similar experiences. And the theme of the show, for those of you that are new, is all about escaping and healing from toxic relationships. This can be relationships with parents, work dynamic relationships, romantic partners, friends, siblings, you name it. We have relationships in all different parts of our life, professionally and personally, in all different sections of our life. And navigating relationships is a part of being human. It is one of the most wonderful and rewarding parts of being human. Relationships can also be sometimes the most difficult, traumatizing heartbreaking, challenging things to navigate in our lives. And there is a lot of things to be learned from navigating these difficult relationships. And that's what this show is all about, having those tough conversations and learning from them. And then also learning how to, you know, keep it light and find enjoyment and find laughter in some of these ups and downs of life and navigating these relationships I think something that we all too often can easily forget is that everyone is going through their own shit in their life. It's really easy to forget that because we most of the time have things going on in our own life that obviously takes priority and is at the forefront of our mind and right in front of our face and is happening in our personal lives. And it's something that we are dealing with every single day, living and breathing in our own lives, in our bodies. And it's really easy to forget that everyone around us that we know and all the people out there in the world that we don't know are dealing with their own relationship issues. And the common ground that I have found in all of the individuals that I have had conversations with about this very topic, about this show folks that I've interviewed, conversations I've had offline and online, the common ground is that 
when you're navigating a hard relationship that is toxic in one way or another, it is really hard to step outside of that relationship and see your life and see what's going on from outside of your own body and outside of your own mind. And oftentimes that is exactly what's needed in order to understand how to better take care of yourself, how to navigate that relationship, if that relationship is worth salvaging, working on, or if it's maybe at a point or at an intensity level of toxicity that it is not meant to be in your life anymore. And it's something that you need to release. It's so freaking hard when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, especially when it's someone that you care about, which most of the time it is people that we care about, right? Because or else we wouldn't have them in our lives. Hopefully it's really hard to see outside of that. And so that's all what this show is about to have those conversations, learn from each other, learn from our life experiences and just be vulnerable and be open and talk about these things. And there's so many beautiful things that come from the work that it takes to open up and be vulnerable and have these conversations and do that inner work with yourself to get to a place where you understand what you deserve, what you're worthy of, how to set healthy boundaries, and how to attract healthy, loving, stable, balanced relationships in your life. I've been feeling especially inspired lately. And I feel kind of silly saying that right now out loud because I feel like I'm always inspired by something going on in my life. But there's times where you just feel as a creative person, I think, especially inspired and on fire. And I've been feeling very thankful and very grateful for my community here in Portland as of lately. Friends, you know who you are. I want to give a couple shout outs, especially to a few people. Number one, my partner, Alex. You are the most incredible partner that I could have never dreamt up. (laughs) I say never because I really don't think I could have dreamt up a more perfect partner for me. What we have is so special and so real and just the most healthy, the most accepting, seen relationship I've ever been been in. And I am so incredibly grateful for you and all of your support for me and my life and my individuality and my creative projects. I hope that you continue to feel the support from me in return for all of the creative projects in your life. You mean so much to me. Another shout out I want to give is to Natasha. I know you're going to listen to this episode because you listen to all my episodes. You're one of my biggest fans. I am so incredibly thankful to have met you. I am just so grateful that you and I both had laundry to do on the same day at the same time and our paths crossed in our apartment building laundry room because you have been one of the most grounding energies in Portland that I have come into contact with. And I am so incredibly thankful for your support. I always leave our conversations and our time together feeling grounded and inspired and confident and at peace with everything. And I am just so thankful for you. You're such a beautiful soul. You really are that big sister energy for me. And I just cannot tell you how much you mean to me. And thank you for giving me the push that I needed on our first date out to get the show started. I appreciate you very, very much. 
I have to call out my friends, Jeff, Lucas, Corey, JD, Levi of JC Proof. I am just continuously inspired by you guys. I can't tell you how much your presence in my life. And I have to thank Alex for the introduction. But I had this moment on Friday when I was watching y'all at Edgefield. JC Proof played a part as part of a winter concert series at McMiniman's Edgefield on Friday night. And I was sitting there with my friends watching you guys perform and just my heart was so filled up and warm. I've seen you guys play so many times in the past year um, since having met Alex. I've seen you guys play in the public at lots of different venues, um, obviously for private shows as well here at the Honey Pot. I see you guys record and practice pretty much every week here at the Honey Pot. And I just am so thankful to have met all of you guys and all of the other musicians that I have met through this community in Portland that I have become so close and so fond of. And I'm just continually just inspired by you guys and love seeing all the amazing energy and all of the good vibes that you're putting out there with your music. It really does create an incredible community. And I am just your guys' biggest fan. There's a lot of other amazing creatives that I have met since moving back to Portland, but those are just some key ones I wanted to call out. I've never had such a creative home before, and I've never been so in touch with my creative self since having started the podcast. And it's just been really, really freaking awesome to have so many people in my life that are artists in their own right and in different ways creating, whether it's physical art, music, words, writing. It's just, it's just so inspiring. And I feel so deeply connected to myself. And I feel a just very deep, special connection with so many people here in Portland in this creative community. It feels really good to be seen. And I hope that all of you feel seen and supported by me because you guys all give that to me. And I thank you so very much for that. For this week's episode, I have something a little different for the show. I have really been in tune with my conscious stream and flow of thoughts. And I've been trying to be better at practicing writing these thoughts down, however they may come, just letting them flow out, writing them in my journal or typing notes out on my phone if I don't have access to my journal, but just making a point to stop and take a break when I feel this kind of surge of ideas and thoughts, poetry really, to just make sure to take some time to write it down. And to not overthink it, to not worry about, you know, the structure of it, how it may sound to someone else, if it flows perfectly, whatever that even means, but just getting it out there and just kind of really appreciating it in its raw form. So I'm going to share something that I recently wrote and I want you to just take it for what it is and, um, I hope you guys may find it relatable and I hope you like it.
I catch myself still almost trying to convince myself that it's an exploratory phase. A forbidden fantasy I'm indulging in because I've finally gained the confidence to act for myself, think for myself, make decisions for myself. It's incredibly confusing and at times overwhelming to realize there was a part of yourself that you hid for so long. Or were you actually hiding it? Or had you not yet discovered it? At what point do we truly know ourselves? At what age of maturity are we capable of knowing what we desire? Knowing what we are attracted to? What turns us on? Or is it what we have just been told for years is what we are supposed to be attracted to? I remember once being told that a particular leader, a particular influence in my life would never be able to cope with a child of his being gay. What did that mean for the daughters? Would we be just as disowned? Or would it be glossed over as a phase, an experiment, a rebellious act, or a sexual fetish? We were taught in church that Adam and Eve were God's way, the way, the only way. Everything else was a sin. One warm summer evening, sitting in my room, looking out my window, pondering the world, thinking through all the Bible stories I had been told that week in church, trying to make sense of it all. I actively practiced trying to convince myself of these wild stories, these supposed life lessons and mentoring words that kept us pure, kept us holy, kept us approved of, kept us from hell. Could it be possible that God made a mistake when he made people attracted to people that looked like them? No such thing, they told us in church. It was a sin. You are a sinner. You're letting the devil control your mind. But God apparently always knows what's on our minds, right? He hears our thoughts. So he must hear mine. I can't hide from him. To be continued. Thank you.